Thank you for listening to the podcast of John Thiel Maasbach. We hope it inspires you and pray this message will bless you. Hello dear friends, how are you today? I'm so happy you're joining me once again in this broadcast. And uh, oh, you know, sometimes we are living in a time or going through things, circumstances or things in world history or in our personal life that we would think no other servant of the Lord has ever gone through such a thing or such a trial or test or problem or time as we are going through right now. But that is not true. No, that's not true at all. Or if we read the stories of the past, we find great men, great women of faith who were tested in similar ways or even much more drastically. And so I'm thinking today of that man, Daniel, also of his dear friends, Hananiah, Misael, and Asariah. Yes, they were known as Sadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, but their Hebrew names were Misael, Azariah. And uh, I'm so thankful for these great men in the Bible. You know, Daniel is in particular a man that has helped me in my own life and my own faith. He had such a great testimony in his life. If I read the different chapters, and I'm not going into those chapters with all the animals and heads and things and horns, those prophetic chapters, they are very important even for our days, but I'm not going into those chapters right now, but just reading his life there, he was a man that loved God. I read in the whole book of Daniel that he was a man that loved God. Oh, if we love God, and of course we love him because he first loved us. We are only able to love him because he poured his love inside of us. But to love God, oh, there is something in love. If we love, that makes the whole relationship different. You know, if you need to do someone a favor, but you don't love them, it's like doing something that is a burden, that is a task. You know, if you're doing something for someone because they demand it, you do it against your will, against your feeling, and you don't want to do it, it's just such a... Such a big thing to do it for such a person. But if you love someone, oh, I tell you, it's not a burden. It's not a task. It is a simple thing. Oh, I remember this couple and uh, they were so in love. But, you know, she did not like it that he smoked. And so she said, I like you. I love you. I want to share my life with you. But you know, you smoke all the time. And oh, I just, oh, that smoke, that is such a terrible stench. And uh, he said, oh, darling, oh, for you, it's not a problem for you. I will immediately, I will give this up. And you know, he had a very big little ugly nose you know and some people said how can you love him he has such a such a big nose you know it's it's, it's such an ugly thing on his face I don't want to just to make a point today but you know when she talked about him she talked about him that he was the most handsome man in the world yes she said oh I love that nose that nose that crooked nose that is something that is characteristic of him oh I just think he's such a handsome man 
Well, you know, they were married for some while and the problem started to come and the love was quenched and the love was gone. And suddenly when that came to a peak moment of a confrontation between them, he took out a pack of cigarettes and he lighted that cigarette and he blew the smoke in her face. Oh, and that was a horrible thing for her. And she turned to him and she said, well, I never liked that ugly, crooked nose on your face. You know, that is how it goes when the love is gone. Then suddenly there comes that opposition again and that thing that while it was carried by love was not an issue at all. It becomes a great issue. Well, it's a strange story, you know, but it gives a point here. And that point is that when we love someone, it's not a burden. Then we don't talk about the sacrifices we're doing for someone. Then we don't talk about the pain we are carrying for them. Then we don't talk about the sides that are maybe not as beautiful as they are in reality. But, but you know, when, when love is there, And so when we are in that first love with the Father, the Son, the Spirit, with the church, the body, you know. Because that's how it is with the body of Christ too. Some people, they say, I love Jesus, but uh, oh, the church, I, I can't stand it. Well, that's not right. Because how can you say you love the head, but you're not loving the body? Oh, if you love the head, if you love Christ, you will love his body and the church. And when love is there, then it will not be a sacrifice or a burden to love the church, to love the body, to love each other. Because that love of God carries us and we'll always see the beauty in it. And we'll always talk positive about it. And we'll always be enthusiastic about it. And we're always wanting to give more to it. And we always want to invest ourselves in it. Oh, my dear friends, that's what I read in the book of Daniel. He had such a love for God, that love that was poured out in him, that he was able to follow the Lord and to take his stand and to do things that, that brought horrible consequences. But yet... Oh, for him, it was the most normal thing because he loved his God. Oh, I pray that we love our God and that we love him because he first loved us. That we love him because he has given us so much of his love. He has given us his son. He has filled us with his spirit. And to serve him is a joyful thing. And to be a part of his body, the body of Christ, the church, is a wonderful experience. And to give ourselves completely and wholly to him is an honor, is an honor. When I think of Daniel's testimony, I see that God loved him. Because it says on several occasions that the angel came and said, Oh, Daniel, you are highly beloved of the Lord. Highly beloved. Oh, what a testimony that his life, the life that Daniel was living, was in such obedience and in such a walk that it pleased God. Isn't that also what God said of his son? Oh, he said when he was baptized, this is my son in whom I am well pleased. Oh, that was a testimony given of Jesus. This is a testimony given of Daniel, you highly beloved man. Oh, may we have that same testimony 
that in heaven they know that we are someone who is highly beloved by the Lord because we follow the path that is before us that he has given us. I read of Daniel that he was so consequent. He was consequent in his prayer life. He was so consequent in following the Lord. In the beginning, the first chapter, he didn't want to defile himself. He wanted to stay on the narrow path. We need to stay on the narrow path. We should not defile ourselves. It's not one day we do this, the next day we do that. One day we serve God, the next day we serve Mammon, the next day we serve our own flesh, the next day we serve this materialistic world. No, dear friends, we are followers of Jesus. We are followers and proclaimers of the gospel. And so we stand in that truth. We walk in that truth. We stand in that light. We proclaim that light through the power of the Holy Spirit. And we must be consequent in it. You know, that's one advice I can give young parents. When they're raising their children, you must be consequent. Some parents, you know, the child comes and one day he can play with that toy. The next day he can't. One day he can go beyond that barrier. The next day he can't. The kids get confused and the kids become problematic. Because when, they, when you say no today, they start screaming and shouting because they know they will get their will. But if you are consequent and the borders are there, it's good to have borders in your life. We need to have borders in our life that we say up to there and no further. And Daniel had his borders. He said up to there and no further. And he was consequent in it. I think that is a great testimony. But I also read of Daniel that he was very courageous and he was very bold. We need to have that courage of the Holy Spirit. We need to have that boldness of the Holy Spirit. That at the right time, the right moment, in the right way, we will have courage to move forward. Daniel had courage. Misael had courage. Hananiah had courage. Isaiah had courage. Oh, they were not just walking around like, hey, look at me, I have so much courage. But when the moment came that everybody bowed before that statue, they stood upright. They had such courage. Oh, when everybody stopped praying, Daniel prayed to the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob because he had courage. And then they were brought before the king, each in their own occasion. Oh, and think of these three young men. They were brought before the king who said, if you don't bow down, oh, I will throw you in that fiery furnace. And who can save you out of my power then? Which God can save you out of my might? He says literally. And then I like that boldness of these three young men and they say we don't think it's necessary for us to answer you at all but it be known to you that our God is well able to deliver us out of your hand out of that fiery furnace but even if he does not do it we still will not bow down what a courage what a boldness there and Daniel in the same manner he had courage and boldness to stand before the king and to interpret those dreams. Think of that other dream that the king had. And he had to tell him, oh, I wish this dream was about your enemies. But it's about you. And so king, humble yourself that this will not happen to you. Oh, he had a boldness to speak to that high monarch. And to tell him the truth. So many times, oh, we know the truth. But we don't dare to speak the truth. Because we are lacking in that courage, in that boldness. Oh, it was only through the Holy Spirit that those disciples 
were able to stand there and say to that large crowd of thousands of people, this Jesus whom you have crucified. Remember before the Holy Spirit, three times Peter said, I tell you, I swear to you even, I don't know that man Jesus. But now in the power of the Holy Spirit, he has that courage and that boldness. And he says, this Jesus that you have crucified. Oh, he rose out of the grave and he's alive now and he's the Savior. Oh, hallelujah. What a testimony. What a boldness. What a courage. I see that in the life of Daniel. I see that Daniel's testimony was faith. He was a man of faith. He believed in God. He trusted God. He stood for what he believed in. Oh, do we believe that God is the same today? Do we believe he is sitting on the throne today? Do we believe that he is Lord, that he reigns, that this world who thinks they can do whatever they want to do, that they rule this world today? Oh, do we know that it is God who gives that room or, or who sets the, 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 the perimeters? Oh, do we know that he is on the throne and that we should fear him and that we know that he appoints from the highest to the lowest in the kingdom? David had that faith and, 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 and all these others in the Bible. Abraham had that faith and Peter and Paul had that faith and Esther and Ruth had that faith and Daniel had that faith. And it says in the Bible, without faith, it's impossible to please God. So don't think you can please him today without faith. You need that same faith that Daniel had. Read the chapters. He had faith and faith means also trust. He had that trust in God that his life was in his hands. Do you know that your life is in his hands Or may it be a well-pleasing life, a life that is well-pleasing unto God. He didn't just have faith, he also had prayer. Do you have communion and fellowship with your father? Oh, he's not just your creator, but he is your heavenly father. Are you intimate with him and with his son, Jesus? And of course, it's always through the son and it is through the Holy Spirit. Oh, do we have intimate fellowship? Does our spirit and his spirit become one and that he can speak to us and we can speak to him and and we can listen to him and we know what his plans are. We know what his will is. We know that we have received from him that word of life, that direction we needed, that word that we needed, that 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 very thing that only he can give and he only gives it when we are in fellowship and communion with him that's where daniel got his advice that's where daniel went for advice oh doesn't it say that oh when that dream was given to king nebuchadnezzar and he brought all his his occultic leaders and and, and astrologers and, and all these men of wisdom together and he said tell me the dream and they said we cannot do it And then Daniel came and Daniel said, there is no man that can do what you ask, but there is a God in heaven that reveals secrets and he shares them with man and he has shared with you what he's going to do in the future. And this is the dream that you have. And this is the interpretation. How did he know these things? Well, he went into prayer with his three friends. 
And they pleaded with God and they said, God revealed to us that secret that you have given to this King Nebuchadnezzar. And it says, and God gave it to Daniel in a dream and he knew the dream and the interpretation. And so therefore, it was a testimony to Nebuchadnezzar that the spirit of the living God is inside of this Daniel because he knows things that are hidden and that man cannot reveal, but he received it from that God and Daniel gave him the honor and the glory, the God of Abraham, Isaac and of Jacob. Daniel was a man of action. Daniel was a man that was humble and surrendered to the Lord. Daniel was a man that lived pure and holy. And it was a man with compassion. Oh, I'm just going quickly through these things. But all these things you find in this book of Daniel, if you study his life, he was a man with compassion and with love. He had compassion for the kingdom of God. He had compassion for his people. He had compassion and love. And that's a wonderful thing because, you know, he was taken as a prisoner. As a prisoner, he was taken out of his nation, out of that Jerusalem place where they feared and honored the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And he was brought into Babylon where they were worshiping idols and statues and the occultic powers and spirits were moving he was taken as a prisoner. He was taken as a captive. He could have become so bitter and so angry. I must think of that servant girl in the house of Naaman. She was taken captive. She was made a servant girl there in the house of Naaman. And Naaman was sick and he had leprosy. And she could have said to herself, oh, yes, that is the justice of God. That is the pain that you deserve that is the suffering that you deserve because you took me and you made me your slave etc etc she could have become so bitter and angry but you know she said oh I wish that my lord my master would be in the house of the prophet because he would heal him and she showed him the way to his healing and his salvation oh my dear friend she could have kept that for herself out of her anger and bitterness and many times in the book of Daniel, he could have kept that wisdom of God for himself and not share it. But he shared it in such a great way that after a whole road of witnessing the greatness of God in the life of Daniel, finally, Nebuchadnezzar also becomes a believer and surrenders his life and acknowledges the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. It was because of the testimony of Daniel. It was because of the compassion of Daniel. And I hope you have such a compassion also in your life for those that maybe have hurt you. Maybe those that are the reason that you are in problems, but yet you love them so much with that divine love that you want to share with them the way for them to be rescued and saved and healed and restored and blessed. Oh, my dear friend, read the book of Daniel. And if you would just read those first six chapters and read them several times, I know God would speak to you and show you what kind of a child of God you must be in these days that we are living in, right when this also, this demonic, this Babylonic kingdom is all around us. But we are in the midst of this darkness to be a star of light, that the light of the gospel can be shown to those that are in desperate need and that need to be saved and want to be saved. 
Oh God, I pray today for my listeners as they are maybe in an also very difficult situation. Maybe they are in an Household that is completely atheistic or unbelieving or some other religion is there serving dead gods and idols. But you have placed them there maybe at the workplace or maybe in their nation that is so godless at this moment, Lord. But they are there like a Daniel, like an Isaiah, a Michel. Oh, they are there, Lord, to be a light. And there they are that you can show your greatness and your signs and wonders and miracles through them. And that people will be saved like Nebuchadnezzar got saved. Lord, help them today. To have a heart that is filled with your love. Help them today to be consequent in all the things of the gospel and the things that your word tell us. Lord, to be men and women of faith. To be men and women of prayer. To be men and women of action. Humble, Lord. Surrendered unto you with your godly wisdom, Lord. Living a pure and holy life. Oh, Lord, help them to have compassion for this world today. Lord, let these same characteristics that were in Daniel, that were in Jesus, that through the Holy Spirit can be in us, that it will be in them today more and more to a greater level, to a greater dimension, Lord. So more people will be changed and more people will receive this life that we have received, Lord, by the power of the Holy Spirit. So bless them like you blessed Daniel. Exalt them like you exalted Daniel. Use them, Lord, like you used Daniel, Lord. And Lord, keep them safe like you kept Daniel safe, even from the lion's mouth. Keep them safe today. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Do you wish to listen to more messages? Go to themessagestation.com. Also visit us at maasbach.com. 